You're listening to Sustainable Photography. I'm your host, Ingvild Kolnes, and we're going to talk about marketing today, specifically effective marketing strategies that you can use even when you're busy and tired of being online all the time. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, a podcast all about business tips, inspiration, and confidence building. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, the host of this podcast, and after over a decade as a photographer, I now help talented photographers run sustainable businesses. And for full transparency, you should know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I will probably mention some of those in this episode. In this episode, you get to know Nicole Den Harder. She's 38 years old, mother of two teenagers, baby girl on the way, and three bonus kids. She's a personal brand, business, and product photographer from Holland. She also has an online course where she teaches business owners to make their own atmospheric photos. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to Sustainable Photography. Hi. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so I want to know more about you and I want to know about your background. So maybe you can just start by saying a little bit about who you are and how you got started as a photographer. Yeah, well, I'm Nicole Den Harder. It's a weird name in English, probably, but I'm from Holland uh, I'm a mother of two and three bonus kids, and there's a baby on the way. So there's four teenagers in the house, and I'm pregnant now halfway. So it's like a big age difference, but that I think that's going to be so much fun. I live in the Netherlands, and I started out like I think three or four years ago as a photographer. It was a hobby at first. I didn't even know that I could make money out of it, and I was a teacher. I teach for 17 years, special educational needs. And I started out as a hobby photographer and it just came on my path and it got to me. And along the way, I noticed that I, I could turn it into something that would make me money. And that's what motivated me. <laughs> so I was in a quite a rough time. My ex-husband, he died three years ago and that changed my life. We had some sort of co-parenting thing going on. And all of a sudden, my kids were by me like 24-7. And I started to, when big things happen in your life, you start to realize, is this what I want? And the teaching job didn't really fulfill me anymore. And I was like overworked all the time. The kids where I worked with were very hard in behavior. <laughs> so really caused me a lot of stress. And the photography, that caused me joy and it made me happy. And I thought if I can change my life into something less stressful, it will be better for me and my kids. Just making your own time, you know, and starting your day when you want and choosing the days you want to work. That's the beginning. I understand because I felt the same way when I started, just knowing that you can structure your day and do what you want. It's such a freedom thing. It's great. It is. And I wanted to be there for my kids as well. And I was always just, I was up at like 6.30 and gone at 7.30 and I was home at 6. So I wasn't really there. And now I'm here when I need to be. Yeah, that must be a huge difference. It is a difference. Yes, it is a big difference. And it, it makes me happy. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. How was it when you started out though? Because you had a lot going on, uh, but you still managed to start a business even when you were alone with your kids. Yeah, as a single mom, it was quite hard. 
I had a boyfriend in that time, but I also ended my relationship. Just So there was a lot going on. I just felt the need to do something for me. And in one way, I felt very strong. And I was also very sad and for my kids. So it took some time, but I also felt very strong and willing to put something out there for, for me and not just uh, serving other people looking for my own business. And in the beginning, it was, it was a lot of stress because I was working almost full-time on my day job as a teacher <laughs> and I was a photographer and a single mom. So it, it was a lot. It was a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. It was a lot. But my kids were older. They were like seven and 10. So they could do things by themselves. And they were also very proud of me that I did something for my own. And I talked to them a lot about it. Like, okay, mom's going to work her ass off in the beginning. So I have to manage these both jobs, trying to build one up and hopefully stop the other one. But they were very proud and they were understanding and what I tried to do. So they just let me work <laughs> and I could do it. Yeah. It wasn't really easy in the beginning though. It, it was not a fairy tale like, oh, I'm so happy and we're going to do this. It was very stressful and okay, I want to do this. But yeah, it costed me some gray hairs. <laughs> How long did it take you before you were able to quit your job like you wanted to? I think about a year. Really? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was very dedicated. <laughs> no, I talk about it very lightly now, but I, I got a burnout like after now almost a year after my ex-husband died. Yeah, I was in a roller coaster. You just go on like an automation mode and you just start caring about your children and making sure they're fine and you just forget yourself. So after like half a year or a year, I just, the light went off and I was totally <laughs> unhappy, overworked and emotionally not stable. But in that time, I started realizing, okay, I have to change something now. And because I was home for a little while, I could build the my whole business. So I still got paid from my job. I was getting back in there, but baby steps. And along that way, I was also building my uh, my business. Yeah, that makes sense. And at some point, you started a podcast as well. Yeah, I did. It was more to teach other people. That was, I think it was a year later or something. I started a podcast to teach other people, especially entrepreneurs that were afraid of showing up, of putting themselves out there, helping them to be more visible to the world. So I started a podcast with tips like you, but not for photographers, just any creative entrepreneur. That sounds pretty great. Is it a part of your marketing or is it do you have a different motivation for doing it well in the beginning i had a, a community an online community a paid community so entrepreneurs could join me and then i wasn't really the expert i always told i'm not the expert yet i'm still learning but i know where to find expertise or master classes i had a big network so i was trying to help these people getting started and it was not really the photography thing that had me going on the podcast it was more like okay I'm gonna help more people but then <laughs> I'm a real multi-passionate so when you see me doing things in the beginning I did like everything at the same time and that was really working out so I stopped this whole community phase I'm like no what am I doing is this really giving me extra customers is this uh, fulfilling me and apparently it 
didn't really work out. <laughs> it cost me a lot of time and it didn't really make me that much money. I understand. Yeah. But I'm sure that you must have had some thoughts along the way about, is this sustainable? Can I do this? So I just want to know what you consider to be a sustainable business now after four years as a photographer. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, I wasn't sustainable at all. <laughs> it was chaotic. I did too many things. I wanted to be in all over the place. I was on LinkedIn, Facebook, Spotify. I didn't have a YouTube channel, but I was thinking about it. I wanted to be on Instagram, website, newsletters, everything. And I thought, this is not sustainable. So in my opinion, <laughs> do you recall yourself in this? Do you see yourself in this? Uh, yeah. Oh, I can definitely relate. It's like, you know, trying to or thinking that, oh, I need to be in all the places and I need to work with anyone who is around. And that's not the way to do things for anyone. So I think a lot of people can relate to that one. It's exhausting. I think almost every photographer starts like this, but I think it's sustainable when you create the right balance between friends, family, social life and your health. Don't forget the health. We tend to start and work our ass off like we did and uh, just be everywhere and absorb all the information, doing more courses, doing everything and pricing yourself way too low. And even when we love what we do, because we love what we do, it's really important to stay in touch with yourself and your spare time in the weekend, your friends, your family, etc. It took me a little while, but now <laughs> I'm doing much better. Yeah, I'm doing much better. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I think a lot of photographers go through that phase of doing too much. And I don't want to call it desperation, but I still will call it desperation because I don't know what else to call it, where it's like, I need more clients. I need, I need more. It's not working. I'm not getting enough money coming in and I need more. So I'm going to call it desperation. And it's exhausting and it's not helping you because if you think that I need more and it's never going to be enough, it's never going to work, then it probably isn't. So it's important to try to take away a step away from that because it's not going to help. No, and you're never done. You're never done. You can always find new ways to market or write a new newsletter or whatever. You're never done. You can be everywhere all the time, and especially in this digital world. You're just uh, seeing other people do things. You never feel enough. So you start doing more and more and more, but that in the end doesn't help you if, if you don't do the right things. Exactly. And I think you're onto something there because it's important to know how much do I need? How much do I want? Because you can't take on all the clients. There's no way you can photograph everyone out there. So if you can figure out how much is enough, then it's easier to figure out, okay, so how many clients is that? And how can I get them and focus on on the right ways, on the ways of doing marketing that you can actually sustain instead of trying to do all of it. Because we are going to talk a little bit about effective marketing today. And I'm curious to know what's worked for you. Well, what's worked for me, I started out as a uh, wannabe influencer, I call it, when my photography business was pure hobby and I didn't make any money. But then I, I've noticed that Instagram was my thing. I really liked social media and I liked connecting with other people. And I started doing some courses on the marketing business. So I looked into it, like what's working? What are the trends? What can you do? One of the most effective things is to really, really connect with the followers and the people I meet online. Just not just selling your, your things, 
not just selling your packages, but really, really connecting with the people you follow. That helped me a lot. And then I started getting more, more followers and I got them to click on my website. So the website was also very important. The Google, the SEO, everything needs to be in order. But if your Instagram marketing is right, you can get people to go to your website even more. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that relationship between Instagram and your website can be really great. And I think those two support each other so well as well, because you'll have the kind of day-to-day stuff on Instagram, and then you can have your website to be there to be more your long-term strategy. I think that's a great way of doing it. I always said, if your Instagram like gets hacked or whatever, you need to have a backup plan. So I have an email list, I have the website, but the Instagram is just fun. I find it a lot of fun. Not everyone has that, but I think it's fun. And the interaction with people I love. So would you say you're mainly using Instagram, your website or SEO and your newsletter? Is that your main platforms of reaching out to people? I think that's my main platform and LinkedIn because I work with businesses, with the businesses and entrepreneurs. So LinkedIn is also a very big one, but I haven't figured that out quite, not really like I have on Instagram. No, I get it. Okay. And what about offline? If someone's feeling really tired with social media and you know, having to be in all the places. Have you found any good strategies for doing things in real life? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did because in the beginning I was hiding myself. It's, it's easier to be on your telephone and you're just sending videos into the world and connecting with people. That was very easy. But I, as I grew and got more confident about my work and what I could offer for businesses, I started getting in touch with entrepreneurs and businesses in my uh, own uh, town. And I advise people to do that. So I reach out every month to new or founded businesses. And I look online or I look on local marketing folders to see what people have bad pictures. (laughs) And that's that's my strategy. I just look at, at businesses and I think like, you have a very good business, but your photography is crap. Yeah, you need a bold move every now and then. So make a move, send them a message. Sometimes you get a no, but that's not a problem for me. It's not a problem if people are not interested, but you can try. You can walk into a store and say, hi, I'm the photographer in your town. How's your marketing going? Just small talk, everything, and then just reach out. And that works. (laughs) Yes. Interesting. Okay. That's really unique. Okay, cool. Yeah, it works because people are happy that someone just steps into their world and gives them a tool to grow, be more visible, etc. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How often do you do it? Is it like once a month you take a, you do a round of your town? Yeah, once a month I check what kind of entrepreneurs and businesses are here, and then I just walk in. I think two weeks ago I was into a wine business. I love wine. I'm pregnant now, can't drink, but <laughs> I love wine. I also make products photograph so i'm not just a branding photographer i photograph products with a sphere so more the visuality of products and putting them into a, a nice environment and everything to sell them better and i just walk in in there and start talking about wine and their business and then i tell them who i am interesting cool in terms of you having different places online where you do marketing how many of your clients come from offline marketing versus online marketing? I think it's like you have online and offline and you also have the clients that come through your other clients. So I have like a 
it's like three ways to get my clients. I think it's 60% online and then 2020, I think. So when you have kind of like a strategy where you mix up both online and offline, do you find that there's a lot of nurturing you have to do? Do you have to connect a lot with potential clients before they're ready to buy from you? Yes. Yes, you do. I don't think you can get lazy and like, okay, it worked for me a couple of months. Now they will come to me. It doesn't work like that. You have to just keep your marketing up. Yeah. You cannot be lazy. Is that what you use your newsletter for or Instagram or how does your nurturing work? What do you do? What do I do? I have a newsletter once a month. Or is it your podcast maybe? Well, the podcast is not really a thing anymore because I haven't had time to <laughs> to keep up with my own podcast. So I will start that again, but I, I'm pregnant now. I'm uh, redoing my house. It's been total chaos the last month. So that wasn't a priority. The podcast wasn't really a good idea with the construction people here in the house <laughs> and everything. That makes sense. Yeah. It's going to be back. I'm going to be back. I advertised for this podcast today I, I said you know you have to check it out this is so much fun but I want to do that in the future and I also wanted to want to teach other photographers to do what I do in Holland because I've noticed that I get a lot of questions and people sometimes will look up to me like okay how do you do this and you're always so much online and you're so visible on Instagram teach me how to do this so that's one way, but that's not the photography client I want to work with. Those are, that's a different... Understood. Yeah. Different people. Yeah. Different client. Yeah. Different people. So the nurturing, how do you, what do you do? I try to tell a story on Instagram all the time. So I start my day and I think, okay, what's going to be the theme of the day? Is this going to be, I'm also selling content, Instagram content packages at the moment. Is it photography power shoot that I have coming up, I decide what to post. And even my private life, it doesn't look like that, is kind of blended with what I'm doing professionally. So that's what I do. And to nurture it, I'm in touch with my followers every day, not as much in the weekend. So that's my time. And I connect with people when I want to, but I nurture it through the weekdays and I send people messages and I respond to people who are interested. And I think the newsletter, I have a newsletter once a month that I send out to all my clients, even the ones that with me in the past, my photography clients and the course clients, because I also have an online photography course I made. So those are two different people. And I also have, when I have something to share I do that through uh, email. So when I have a new idea or something I'm struggling with and I know I can help my clients with or like sometimes I have a free download that my clients can use or my potential clients can download from the website. I also get in touch with them by newsletters. And yeah, that's kind of the way I work. Yeah. I'm assuming you didn't start off doing all these things at once. You've built up to this point. Or did you start off with everything and just peeled away what didn't work? Well, I kind of started it with everything, <laughs> but that didn't work. So I, I now manage more things. So it's more of a structured thing. But I am a chaotic, creative person. So it's not like I have an agenda with, okay, on Tuesday, every month, I'm going to start to do a newsletter. I should do that, but I'm not yet. 
but it's more structured than in the beginning. In the beginning, I was like all over the place and now it's, it's more, okay, I know I have to do the newsletter in April and making it for May. So I work ahead. I have a planner. I work with a planning app called Trello. Do you know that? Trello app? Trello, yes. I have tried it in the past, but I have decided to go for ClickUp. So I use ClickUp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the same kind of principle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what works for you or, but that's what helping me structure things. So I know when to do my marketing thing. So in January, I start with the upcoming months, January, February, and March are, well, the low months in my business, I think. And then April, May, June, uh, people are willing to spend more money on uh, professional photography. Their spring is coming here and uh, people want new images and everything. So I make plans for every quarter and then I kind of readjust my marketing along the way when I notice something is coming up in my mind or I think, okay, this is working, this is not working. I evaluate every month and that's what helps to evaluate. Yeah, because then you can figure out what works and what doesn't. So you can remove things that doesn't work and then maybe do more of what's working or how does it, how do you do it? Yeah, I use Google Analytics and Instagram analytics to see what the results are of my websites and my posts. And I reflect on that to see which content worked very well and which content uh, didn't work very as well. And what I've noticed, and that might be interesting for the listeners, is that personal stuff like pregnancy, buying a new home, getting a new boyfriend, everything like that, <laughs> that's getting way more comments than uh, my sales talk. Everything I do on sales and everything, that doesn't really get much interaction going on. My personal life, people find that more appealing. I think they um, people like to watch soap shows and that's not for no reason. It's because we want to relax and just see, oh, other people have shit going on in their lives too. <laughs> like me, it's not going all perfect. And then they respond. But what you don't need to forget is that people read everything. People see what you write. So don't forget to put in your sales and your offers because they see it. They don't respond as much on that as the private things, but they see it and they read it and they're there anyway. I think that's an important note because that's exactly what I've found as well, that when I'm sharing things that are directly related to sales, like you can come join my program or you can get this thing that I just made, it doesn't always get very much response in terms of engagement when like likes and comments and all that but it still works because people want to join they want to buy and if you don't mention it then no one's going to know that it even exists so it's so important to do marketing because it's so important to do marketing and remember why you're doing it instead of thinking that it's all about getting likes and comments because that's not the goal of your instagram as a photographer your goal is to get more clients so it's just important to, to remember that yeah, that's the important thing. And even though you're posting it and don't get the response, just doesn't mean they don't see it. And I think I did that in the beginning. I was a little insecure and I was like, okay, our people are going to find me annoying when I post my, <laughs> my packages and what I have to offer. They're not here for that, but actually they are. They are there for that because they are not following you only for your personality. Of course, that's a really important thing, but it's not the main thing. Your followers follow you probably because they want to see potential in you. 
Yeah. And if they aren't interested, then those aren't the people that you need to create content for anyway. So it's something that you just need to, you need to get comfortable with the idea that not everyone's going to like you and not everyone's going to buy from you and you still have to do your thing. Yeah. That took some time too. In the beginning, you're like, so perfectionistic for yourself. I was way too much of a perfectionist. And then you get comments from other people and you start doubting yourself. Once you let that go and you think, okay, when they don't want to follow you, they don't follow you. Go follow someone else. I know. It's as easy as that. (laughs) I'm not the right person for you, probably. You think I'm annoying? Okay, well, get out. (laughs) And that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It is because we can't make everyone happy. So there's, there's no point in even trying. No, there's not. And after that acceptance comes, then your marketing will grow and you'll be more of yourself. You'll be more steady in what you do. Yeah, more confident. Hi, I promise that this episode isn't over. Nicole will be right back. If you want to do better in your photography business, send me a message on Instagram and let's talk about what you might need. You'll find me at Ingvild Kolnes. You do branding photography, so you focus on that. Yes. And... I'm curious about your own branding and how how much you've thought about that. What do you do to make sure that your brand stays consistent and that you show up the way that you want to across all your different platforms and the way that you connect with people offline as well? Like, can you just say something about your brand and how you want to be perceived? Yes. Well, people think about branding in the beginning. They all think about colors and letters and, you know, the writing and that it all has to be equal and even. The aesthetics, the fun things. And that's really the point. Yeah, the aesthetics. And of course, I love the aesthetics. As a photographer, we all love the aesthetics and we want to make it like one big mushy thing of the same color and vibe. But that's not really what's branding about. Branding is more of being yourself communicating in a certain way to your audience and staying consistent in that. But branding is also thinking about what I post on LinkedIn is a little different than I what I do in my newsletters and Instagram because there are different people there. You're always yourself, but you really have to think about what do I want to communicate on this channel and what works. And the branding is more than the visual, way more than the visual. Because if I want to be my favorite color tomorrow to be purple. I change my website in purple. I change Instagram in purple, but I'm still the same. And as a photographer, I think you are your branding and your personality is your branding. And if you communicate that well, what people can get from you, then you're uh, having a good business. And I think people who work with me know that I'm very good in working with people and helping them to settle down before they go on a shoot with me. They feel confident. I try to make them laugh. I'm easygoing. And I want my people to feel like really relaxed, better than me in this podcast because I was very nervous for this. (laughs) And this podcast is like a, a very good thing to show people. If people come in front of the camera They're not used to it. They're not models. They want you as a photographer to feel them and make them at ease and getting this stress out of their systems because they don't do this every day and you need to help them. And I think that's my, what my branding is about is really helping people to forget that they're not a model, right? They think that they have to be a model (laughs) 
they have to know how to pose and how to do everything. And they see all these beautiful pictures on my website and my socials. And they think, oh, I can never be like that. And my, I think my goal is to make people feel that they are just like all those other people. I think so too. Just being aware of how you want your clients to feel and how you can help them to get the thing that they're looking for. And for you, of course, that is working with professionals. And for someone else, it's something else. And that's why trying to copy someone else's marketing will never work because their clients aren't your clients. No. And of course, beautiful templates. I make templates in Canva also for my clients. It helps you just to get that professional look and to make you different than the other photographers. You can use different colors. You can use different things. That's what's helping you to get more to be, how do you say that, to look more professional. If your page or your website is only selfies and one big mess of all different things, it doesn't work. So you have to be have some kind of consistency in using colors and everything. But the main thing is being steady in what you have people to offer. Yeah, definitely. So if someone who's, regardless of what kind of photographer they are, someone might be a wedding photographer, someone who's listening might be photographing babies, or some people might also be branding photographers. If someone wants to do more offline marketing, which I know that it's, people are getting tired with social media and having to do everything online. Do you have any tips for them? Well, I think it's really important to just reach out to people and start the conversation. Like normally when you talk and you meet someone in the park or something, you talk about your kids or you talk about your dog or (laughs) just naturally and try to make this whole business talk of you as natural as you talk about your private life. Like I'm a mom and we have a dog and a cat and everything, but I also have a, a brand. I also have a business. Just use that when you're ever in a, I don't know if your kids have a swimming class or whenever you meet people everywhere with a hairdresser, especially is a very big, a good person to talk to. Just let them know what you're doing and, and ask around, like, do you know people who I can find or connect or who want to work with me? And don't start conversations with people who are never going to be the client. You can talk your whole package thing and you can describe your whole business to someone who's never going to be your client that's not effective so if you shoot babies for example go see where the mom's at and go talk to them <laughs> like oh i'm a photographer and just help yourself being out there and not just online saying what you do but also in real life there are enough people so regardless of whether it's online or offline what if someone just isn't finding their people or enough of their people, or if they're having some kind of a struggle getting to know them or getting to get them to engage, what can they do? I think asking your previous clients, you probably had some clients, ask them for advice. So what triggered them to book with you? How did they get in touch? How did they find you? What made them decide that you are going to be the photographer they needed? That's what giving you information. So talk to them, ask them questions, send them a list. And what really helped for me is if you get reviews or advice, reward them with something fun. Just don't ask to ask, just give them something extra. That's what helped me in a lot of information. And also make a list how your perfect client looks to you. 
that also helped me. So how old is he? She, where does she live? Is he or she the one that is willing to pay for your offers? And is he or she liking your photos? And does he love working with you? Or is it not really what you want? Make it very clear who you want to work with. Because if, if you don't know, and if you think, okay, I can work with everyone, you even make it harder for yourself. Yeah, I, I think so too. And becoming aware of both who you want to work with and who you really don't want to work with, because then you can focus your marketing and everything you talk about to either attract those people or to make sure that they are not going to reach out to you because it's you're not going to be right for everyone. So you might as well just focus on the right people. Yeah, just do that. If, if Instagram, we talked a lot about Instagram today. If that's not your thing, there's so many other ways to connect with people. Go to network events as a photographer in a personal branding photography Ask web designers to work with you because they love good photos to put on their freshly made websites and they want to show their clients what they made and they don't want to have selfies and and stock photos on their website. So go talk to web designers, go find people who can help you get more clients. You don't have to do it all by yourself. There are always people willing to help you. I think so too. So what do you find has been the most effective way for you? specifically do you have any examples that you can share of like how you do things um like a to z oh gee <laughs> i'm not very good in a to z because i'm always like an a d and then back to c and then forward to z and <laughs> i'm not really an a to z person whatever has worked for you whatever <laughs> well i think what really worked is to get my people to my clients to think about why they need me If you're selling something, you can just say, okay, I have an offer. This is it. Click on the button. That's it. You have to first always tell them why they need you. So what their problems are. You have to say things like, okay, do you find it frustrating that you see other websites and yours is not as good? Or you wake up in the morning and you think, I have to do this, but I don't have the money yet. Or I have to whatever. You have to come up with all these questions your former clients had and answer these first. And then after that, you can come up with an offer. So really, really dive into what they need and explain them why they need you. So if someone wants to get started right now, that's what they should do. They should just try to get clear on who their right people is and figure out how they can help them and how they should what words they can use to to make that clear. Yeah, and start showing up. Don't hide yourself. You know, you're good enough and you're never the best. You know, in your own way, you're always wanting to grow, wanting to learn more, everything. So you're probably never going to wake up and say, okay, this is good. This is it for the rest of my life. Just start doing, start showing up and uh, then the rest will follow. Yeah, I think so too, definitely. So if you can recommend something for someone who wants to build a sustainable business, what would that be? Have an agenda. (laughs) At first, no, really plan. I'm not a planner. I'm a chaotic, creative person like we probably all are. But plan and really say, okay, I'm going to start my day at 9 or 9.30 or whatever is the time for you. Maybe at 6, maybe even in the afternoon. Have work times. You don't have a boss that says, okay, it's 5 o'clock. You can go home now. Make time for yourself. Make that schedule for yourself. I want to work on Wednesday morning. I don't want to work on a Friday, whatever. Make a schedule and have an agenda and keep yourself to that. 
Another thing is what helped me a lot uh, sustainable is to get a good income monthly so you know that you have money for the next month and you're not stressed out. That doesn't always work like that because as an entrepreneur, you have months where you don't earn as much as you want to. But if you have like a plan, that helps. I love planning. So I think it just helps so much to get the right things done and to make sure that you know what's going on. So you're not just kind of scrambling to make things work. So yeah, I agree with that one for sure. Planning is key. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So thank you so much for having this talk with me, Nicole. It's been so inspiring. And where can the listener go to keep learning from you? Well, thanks that you invited me here and they can follow me on Instagram. Just look for my name, Nicole Den Harder. I'm all over the place. And you can also find my website, nicoledenharder.com. It's very easy. Perfect. I am going to be sure to link to those things in the show notes so that it's easy to just click and find you there. Thank you so much. Thank you too. You just listened to an episode of Sustainable Photography. Please share this episode with a photographer you care about. 